From APM American Public Media, this is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. Sweetbriar College in rural Virginia was about to close its doors after 114 years of operation. But it turns out it won't be shutting down after all. The all-women's school struggled with dwindling enrollment and other problems. But an alumni group raised more than $20 million in pledges to keep the doors open. Still, the school's survival is deeply in doubt. John Marcus is higher education editor for The Heckinger Report, a nonprofit news organization that specializes in education reporting. Marcus says Sweetbriar was suffering from many of the ills that face small colleges across the country. I asked him to explain what challenges the Sweetbriar administration can expect now that it is not closing. Well, it won't close this year. Uh, there are still significant challenges ahead. Uh, first of all, raising the money. Uh, maintaining the enrollment. That was one of the reasons that the board announced the college would be closing anyway. Uh, now, uh, many of the students have dispersed to other institutions, and if you're a prospective student, you might be hesitant to uh, sign on for this experiment in keeping Sweetbriar going. So there are still a lot of challenges ahead there. Are more single-sex colleges like Sweetbriar likely to close? Well, uh, you know, th- th- that's an interesting question because really what Sweetbriar represents is a broader uh, issue about the financial sustainability of private nonprofit colleges in general, uh, especially small uh, second-tier private colleges that are very tuition-dependent, that don't have very high endowments. But within that category, the institutions that are at greatest risk, and many of which already have closed, are uh, single-gender uh, historically black, and religiously affiliated. Well, what are the larger issues that are facing these second-tier small colleges? There must be some commonalities. Yes, there are two. One is uh, maintaining enrollment. Because of demographics in this country, the number of high school graduates is declining. So uh, small uh, private nonprofit colleges and universities that depend on traditional age uh, college students, meaning students that have pretty much just graduated high school, they, uh, their market's drying up a little bit. The number of high school graduates will rebound in a few years, but, in the meantime, but not by much, actually. It will stay fairly flat. And in the meantime, all of these colleges are competing for enrollment. And the other significant challenge, not surprisingly, is cost. Uh, it's becoming increasingly hard to persuade a family that having a degree from a college or a university with without a really major brand, um, is worth the very high tuition rates that are charged by colleges like Sweetbriar that don't have a lot of support from their endowments. Um, there are still many people that like the idea of single-gender colleges, that like the idea of small private nonprofits. There are many reasons that, um, that they get the kind of support that they do. I mean, it's really kind of extraordinary that the alumni of Sweetbriar got together and saved the college. And I think that speaks to the soft spot in our collective hearts we have for colleges and universities and also for the really imminent need of people that run these institutions to understand their obligation to uh, sustain them uh, and to really make some the kind of tough changes that they need to make, tough decisions to keep them economically sustainable. The, The more specific convergence of enrollment with cost, incidentally, is something called the discount rate. And the discount rate is the proportion of the revenue that you have coming in that you have to then pay back out in the form of financial aid to persuade students to accept the offer and to come to your institution. And in many cases now, colleges and universities are uh, giving away 60, 65% of their tuition revenue in financial aid 
Um, that is just simply unsustainable. The national average is now in the mid-40% range. And until these colleges can get a handle on their discount rates, they may look like they keep increasing tuition at greater than the rate of inflation, but they're actually falling behind. John, you've also told me that there's a kind of an infrastructure problem, a ticking time bomb on infrastructure that many of these small institutions face. Right. There, there are two reasons that it is not likely colleges and universities will, in fact, be able to, uh, to lower their prices over time. Uh, they have two gigantic obligations hanging over the horizon. One is the pensions and retirement benefits of their employees. This is especially true of public universities and colleges, just as it is uh, for states and cities like Detroit and Illinois that have these enormous public employee pension obligations that are just, you know, unexploded time bombs just ahead of them on the horizon. Uh, At colleges and universities that rely primarily on brick-and-mortar classroom teaching, the, the, the infrastructure, that is the buildings, are in many cases uh, running out of time and need to be refurbished or replaced. And universities and colleges since 2008, the economic downturn, have not accounted for depreciation in their, many of them in their financing. So they essentially what that means, it's an arcane accounting term that comes down to the fact that they haven't put money away to re, uh, rebuild or renovate these buildings over time. And many buildings at colleges and universities, because of the impact of the baby boom, are coming up in around 40 years old or more. And that's about the, the, the lifespan of a typical academic building. There is a multi, multi-billion dollar need to fix or replace these buildings, and someone's going to have to pay for it. So that's another problem for these colleges and universities that already have a, a huge number of financial problems to contend with. John Marcus is higher education editor for the Heckinger Report. Next week, John will explain why the Obama administration has dropped plans to create a federal rating system for colleges and universities. You can find a link to the Heckinger Report at our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org. There you'll find more podcasts about issues in higher ed and K-12 education. You can browse the archive of more than 100 documentary projects. You can let us know what you think of our coverage at AmericanRadioWorks.org. We're on Facebook at American.RadioWorks, and we're on Twitter at AM RadioWorks. Support for American Radio Works comes from the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, Lumina Foundation, the Spencer Foundation, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM, American Public Media. 